Hello, my good friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be the Ash Wednesday readings. <clears throat> so, um, we're just going to go into it. Um, so far, I'm looking at the uh, my missile, and uh, it says the penitential act is omitted, and the distribution of the ashes take place. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and do the, the penitential act because this is my podcast. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll, we won't say the Gloria uh, because the Gloria, I think, that's usually left out, I believe, uh, during Lent. All right, so let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so, um, entrance antiphon is uh, from Wisdom, chapter 11, uh, verses 24, 25, uh, and 27. You, you are merciful to all, Lord, and despise nothing that you have made you overlook people you look you overlook people's sins and bring them to repentance and you spare them for you are the you are the lord our god all right so now we are in uh the first reading which is um from the prophet joel it's um chapter 2 verse 12 to 18 rend your hearts, not your garments. A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind blessing, offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call an assembly, gather the people, notify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the infants at the breast, let the bridegroom quiet his, uh, quit his room and the bride her chamber. 
between the porch and the altar. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Who is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 51. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy, have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. Remember me, uh, be merciful to be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Be reconciled to God. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Uh, a reading from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. Chapter, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. And it goes from chapter 6 to verse 2. Now we are ambassadors for Christ. As if God was appealing through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who did not know sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I heard you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. 
If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. This is from uh, Psalm 95, verse 8. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 6, verse 1 to 6, and chapter 16 to 18. Your Father who uh, who is in secret will repay you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform uh, your righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your Heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you. They have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen, Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door and pray to your father in secret. And your father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites they neglect their appearances so that they may appear to others to be fasting amen i say to you they have received their reward but when you fast anoint your head wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your father who is in who is hidden and your father who sees what is hidden will repay you the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ amen okay so now we are in let this is a late post a late post because uh, by the sound of my voice you probably can hear that I got really sick I came down with something really bad Uh, I don't think it's COVID a lot of people want to say it is it's not COVID Uh, the weather kept on changing and I haven't been getting heat in my apartment as much like when it gets cold in New York temperature drops you don't get heat. When the temperature rises, like it's a little warmer, you get heat. Too much. Anyway, I'm going to try to keep it simple because I've been trying to record this last one several times. Let's, um, here's a suggestion. You could read your Magnificat, focus on the readings, which is the same readings that we do for Mass during, uh, you know, 
in our missal. You could also um, obviously read your Bible, uh, the Psalms, the Gospels, focus on the Gospels. And you can also focus on the passages that um, uh, that speak of the passion of our Lord, which I think is also very important. For other meditations, like uh, you could use anything that uh, book that focuses on the passion of our Lord again. Meditate on that, but for me, I always like to fall back to the day Christ died. It's a, a really good book, and I think Jim Bishop really knows how to, uh, he grounds it. He grounds it where, like there's this, this is one passage, which I think, uh, in a sense, I think probably strikes people in a very negative way, and it did at first to me, but I understand why he, why he wrote it. When he focuses on what our Lord could have looked like, he said something which always caught me off guard. It was probably not a pretty face to look at. But if we were to guess what he would look what he would have looked like, he would have resembled his mother. I never liked that line. I never liked why he wrote it that way. But I'll tell you why. He simply trying to peel away the prejudices, the idealistic image in our head from paintings and statues and move, uh, painting statues, movies that have corrupted our visual image of what Jesus of Nazareth should have and would have looked like. He's not he was he was not trying to be insulting to our Lord or to his mother, but he's simply trying because remember, he did visit Jerusalem, he did walk around the city, he did visit all the places of the Holy Land. And Jim Bishop was a journalist. He also wrote a book called The Day Lincoln Was Shot. And the reason why I think he, what he was doing in the book, was he was taking us out from our time and transporting us into the time of what could possibly have been Uh, possibly, but also impossible. Our Lord's time. He's walking through the streets of Jerusalem. He's seeing the Palestinian people. And this is, he wrote this all after the 1947-48 war. And this was also Possibly, uh, this was definitely before the 1967 war, before the Israelis took the West Bank. So he's 
going through the marketplaces. He's seeing the Palestinian women. He's seeing the Palestinian people. He's trying to get an idea of what that world could have looked like, would have looked like, if he was walking through the streets of Jerusalem himself at the time. And I think what he said was a shocker. But let's be honest. If we were transported there and we were walking through the streets, here's one thing that's going to hit you. Gone will be the, Bible, the Sunday Bible images you were given. Gone would be the image, images of Ben-Hur or King of Kings or the robe in your head. Even a film like Jesus of Nazareth, which tries to capture reality, would not, would never prepare you for the reality. Even an image, let's say, like The Chosen, which I'm not watching right now, and I'll talk about it another time. Why? But all these images in our head, even Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, would not have uh, prepared us for it. Because the reality, the reality, and the reality of Jesus' world, the world that he was living in at the time would be a shock to us, a shock to our senses, a shock to our eyes, a shock to the smell of what we smell because, you know, that was 2,000 years ago. Um, the people would not look pretty to us. Yeah. You wouldn't even know you walked by the Blessed Mother. You wouldn't even know you walked by St. Joseph. You wouldn't even know you walked by our Lord. You wouldn't even be able to pick him out from all the twelve. Most likely. And the smell and the sights. Um, people's skin. Dark. Okay, um, you know, they wouldn't look like any of the characters or the actors from The Chosen or any of the movies. They wouldn't have looked pretty. I mean, even when you got, you, you know, you can get extra cast members. Uh, it wouldn't be very hard to uh, spot out uh, one uh, a couple of attractive young women on the set. But the fact is they would never have looked like any of those people from the time okay none of them go to go to north north africa to some village and you know i'm sure you could probably pick out a few cute young women but the the town let's say is very remote and does not have any of the modern conveniences that we we have today you know, but still what I'm saying is the reality, the reality is something we're not prepared for. Even the temple, this is what Jim Bishop's doing in his book. He's trying to pull us out of that 
as much as possible, which is almost an impossible task to do, in order to try to bring the reality into our reality. An impossible task to do, but still something that our human imagination is not going to be able to resist. Regardless of what we see, we go visit to the Holy Land. Even the model of the temple, uh, don't be fooled because you don't know if that really looked like that. Regardless of what any of these uh, very idealistic people want to believe or any Christian Zionist wants to believe, it doesn't matter. You, you really cannot grasp it. It's been 2,000 years. 2,000 years. Time has gone by. That world is never going to be reclaimed ever again. You can't rebuild that world. You cannot bring it to the modern world. It is impossible. But people want that. They want that kind of world. They want to believe they can bring that world back. They can't. That's idolatry. That's paganism. But our job is to get closer to Christ. That's what Lent is all about. Jesus is the temple. Jesus is our reality. His passion is our reality. His atonement is our reality. He is the new covenant. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That world is God. It's God. We worship the eternal Christ. We worship the Christ that will never be taken away from us. He'll never leave us. This is something we have to remember. This is why we have the stations of the cross. Christian prayer, Christian contemplation, Christian meditation, Christian spirituality, all these things, sac sacramental, we can get through him sacramentally. This is the Christ. This is the Christ we need. This is the Christ all we need. And we, we have the rosary, we have the stations of the cross, we have the scriptures, we have the sacraments. That's all we need. All right, I'm going to end it here because um, I don't want to go on further. Uh, but I'm going to try to make, I'm going to do my best to get back on track and make as many podcasts as possible. So I'm going to end it here. Um, not going to go into the prayer because I don't think I will be able to do it right. Okay, so. I'm just going to say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God bless and see you soon.